Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Thanks for joining us for the Jock to Jock podcast, sponsored by I'm on Communications. Experience the I'm on difference. I'm Brian Marshall from the Rockwood Away Morning Show. I'll get the punter's perspective on Iowa football from Tory Taylor right after this. Three, two, one, and we're on. Today we're talking about I'm on. Yeah, you're on. Oh, I know I'm on. I need to talk about I'm on. Yeah, you're on. Why talk about it? No, that's in the script. I'm on. Well, we know you're on. No, Iowa's most reliable internet. I'm on. Yes, you are on. Stay always on. You're on! Stay always on with Iowa's most reliable internet and get same day or next day installation guaranteed. I'm on.net. Oh, I'm on.net. Why don't you say so? My friends, after two years on this Jock to Jock podcast, a man who returned for the 2023 season, not only to the Iowa football team, but returned the Jock to Jock podcast for our final episode together. Tori Taylor, welcome aboard. Thank you, Brian. Jeez, it's more emotional than running out for the last time at Kinnick a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> but um, nah, I really appreciate the last couple of years and it's been good fun. I hope I've brought some entertainment um, to everyone's lives and I really appreciate the millions of listeners listening every week and yeah, hope they've enjoyed it. So I think I might have solved your homework. I spent some extra time on this because the two that I presented to you in the last episode, while they You're had... way off. Uh, and why was I way off? Uh, I don't know how to answer that, but you were just off. Okay. So who have you got? Because I'm intrigued. He debuted in 2010. Medium forward number four, Dustin Martin. Yes, well done. Yes. There we go. Yes, yes. Congratulations. One of the best to ever do it. There you go. And why is he the best to ever do it for the Richmond Tigers? Uh, his ability to perform in the biggest of the games. I mean, I think he he went every final series. He just went absolutely rampant, like on a rampage, absolutely dominated. Seriously. And that's when it matters the most. And it's not necessarily just the points that he scores. No. It's, it's the entirety of the play. Yes, correct. Impact on the game. Like, how many times is he touching the ball and what's he doing with it? That sounds familiar to a certain guy that happens to be on the other end of this call. How many times the guy gets it, his impact on the play, and how he changes the game. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> it does a little bit, doesn't it? It, it does. They, so many times, and I'm talking about from the television broadcast from the radio broadcast, every time you would step onto the field, they would say, this man can flip the field. This man can change what happens for the team. Now you're not the only one involved, but there's a certain level of what you do that then does what (laughs) helps the team win, even in these tight situations. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And I'm a pretty like, you know, confident guy, not from a personality point of view, but just in terms of, I guess, football ability as such. And 
I just like to manipulate things the way that I want it to go. So to be able to kind of go out and do that on the football field, yeah, it's obviously pretty exciting. You know, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I hit good balls. Sometimes I hit not so good balls, but that's part of football. But, you know, Coach Woods kind of tells us a bit, you know, the success of the game is really going to come down to the guys in in our room. And um, I feel like we really do a great job of of impacting the game. So the guys in that room with Coach Woods – is going to be a topic of the first half of this podcast today. So the Nebraska game, personally, you had seven punts, 297 yards, a 42.4 average, long of 49, two inside the 20. You talked about the weather conditions going into the game. How much of a problem was that wind? Yeah, it's probably one of the more difficult places to play in America. I feel like it swells around a lot. And yeah, I had seven punts and I think I was a bit unlucky that five of them were into wind. I didn't really get the chance to kind of crank a couple downwind but you know that happens and there's some games where I've had more downwind than interwind and yeah it's all it's all part of the game but yeah it's certainly not an easy place to play Nebraska that's for sure I know that you had mentioned also in the last episode that you'd like to toss a few words back to the fans how much uh jaw jacking did you do with the uh Nebraska faithful uh not as much as I thought I would to be honest just because it was such a a close game um, but you know they they give you a few choice words when you're running out there. But yeah, it's all it's all part of it. But yeah, after the game, I was kind of it's funny. I uh, I left my beanie over on the bench, so I'm about to go into the rooms. I had to run back over and grab it. And you know there was a few fans um, still there, and I just kind of said, "It's the same old. It never changes. It's the same old Nebraska. It never changes." And I just said, "It's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you," or something like that. So. I probably shouldn't have been running my mouth too much because it's not like I did much, but, you know, it was the last time I was ever going to see him, so I had to send him on that way. In a game like that, it, it's tough to have Drew have the kind of day that he had, and since you're right there with him, field goal attempts, point after tries, uh, what is your role in helping Drew get out of his own head? Um, just knowing that it is going to be okay. Like, you know, sometimes you think, like, the, you just want the world to swallow you up and you think, this is oh, this is the worst time of my life. And it's just understanding that, like, it's okay. Like, nobody's died. There's no babies being massacred or anything like that. It's going to be okay. You're just in a little bit of a slump. You've made great kicks before. Everything's going to be fine. And, you know, whether that helped you, I'm, I'm not too sure. I don't, I don't really know. But I think it's just important for him to know that we've all got his back. Then at the end of the game, which kind of surprised a bunch of us, and I'm kind of smiling because the gentleman who steps out onto the field in a situation that many kids play out in their imagination or in a video game is to kick the game-winning field goal, to get the game-winning touchdown. A gentleman by the name of Marshall Meter. And I thought, huh, so Tori and Marshall are going to try and win the game together. Oh, God, would you just give it a rest? But, no. Um, no? Yes. <laughs> That would be nice if you went out there, wouldn't it, Prime? But, yeah, that, that was a little special moment for you then, wasn't it? Well, I didn't kick the ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, but still. But, yeah, that was, um, that was just a really cool moment. And what I, what I will say is it's, it's obviously not good what happened to Drew. But at the same time, you can kind of look at it through a different lens and say, you know what, like, maybe this is a good thing and he'll learn a lot from it. Um, but in terms of Marshall's kick, man, like that was just a really, really cool moment for him, you know. And that's one thing that, you know, he'd never made any kicks at all before that. But to be able to finish the regular season, having done that, winning a field goal at Nebraska, 
Um, was it his best kick? No. Was it our best operation? No. But it went through the uprights and it was sort of just a really cool moment for him and everyone everyone kind of knew that too and went pretty crazy in the locker room for him. So, yeah, that was yeah really exciting to see because I love seeing the guys that I'm close with succeed like that and, yeah, really happy for him. How much work do you get with Marshall Meter to do that kind of stuff? Because you, you're working primarily with, obviously, the starter, with, with Drew. Are you working much with yeah. Marshall at all? Not as much as I usually would um, in terms of working with Drew. But um, we have two field goal periods each week, and um, the coaches don't mind me talking about this, but, you know, Drew will have four kicks and Marshall will have four kicks. So I'll have two with Drew, I'll have two with Marshall, and then the twos come up and Buddy and Ty go out there, and then Drew and Marshall have two each with them. So they've only got a total of, what's that, four kicks each practice. So you're really going to make – that's eight kicks. So people probably don't really realise, like, eight kicks they're having live operation which is pretty crazy. So you really, really got to lock in for those kicks. But then, you know, we'll kind of go mess around in the barn and um, get a few more live operations or work on a couple of things, whether it's like a two-minute drill or something like that. But do I work with Marshall as, as much as I do with Drew? No, like we haven't. And it's funny, you know, at halftime, obviously we got the call and they said, oh, hey, you know, Marshall's going to be kicking in the second half. Did I agree with it at the time? No. But, you know, that that's not that's not my call. Um, and that's not to knock Marshall or anything or say anything. I don't trust him. But I thought, you know, Drew is one of the best kickers I've seen. He's the best kicker there is moving forward. But I can see why they did it. And, yeah, you know, we went out and got a few live ops with Marshall at halftime. And, yeah, he was the kicker for that final field goal, which is, yeah, obviously a pretty cool moment. When he got a chance to hold up the uh, Heroes Trophy at the end, I go, wow, the trophy's almost as big as he is. Coach Wood said that in the um, locker room after the game, and yeah, everyone died of laughter. Uh, it, it had to have been just a electric atmosphere in there. I did see oh, some of the so Iowa, the Iowa vi- uh, video crew got some of it, but oh, it was absolutely. And I think the craziest thing was that with you know thirty seconds to go or whatever it was, and Deacon threw that pick. I was kind of like, oh damn it, you know these bastards are going to beat us. But I was like, oh you know whatever next week. And then all of a sudden they throw a pick and we've got the ball and Herkut's running up the sideline into our um, 50. And then, yeah, Leishon had that big run. And I'm just like, there's no way we're going to win this game, is there? So, yeah, we trotted out. They keep the winning field goal. And it was just like, yeah, same old Nebraska. Thank you. <laughs> you know, and you'd said beforehand that part of the reason that you wanted to win the game was not only to go out with a win, but to keep them from getting into a bowl. Was that uh, still the mindset? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we, we let them know that after the game for sure. I think a few of the linemen, they must have been – the linemen and D-linemen must have been going at it all day or something like that out there because I know a few of our O-line had a few choice words to their um, D-line and um, defensive players after the game. But that's all part of it. They'd be doing the same thing. I mean, does this game here – the rivalry was there, but do you think that this starts to kind of really cement the rivalry between Iowa and Nebraska? Oh, Absolutely. It's always been there since I got here. I'm not exactly sure what it was like that before that, but yeah, moving forward, on, it's pretty strong. So I mentioned the Iowa video crew. Uh, the slow motion, you guys after the uh, the winning field goal. Oh, yeah, with me jumping up and down. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And you to Creed, which seems to be the in thing right now. Everybody's playing Creed and higher, and you've taken off into the, into the stratosphere. Is yeah. that another yeah, video that, was, that you're going to hold on to? Oh, absolutely, for sure. That was just a um, fun 
you know, 20 seconds in general, really. Yeah. Michigan coming up. Big Ten championship. Big game. Tough task ahead. A lot of people already kind of writing the Hawks off on this one. It's tough. Good. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I hope they're writing us off. It's just the way we like it. You know, I, I was saying to the media before, like, we love being the underdogs. You know, we've been written off all year and people keep saying, oh, oh we're this, oh, we're that. But great. We're going in there with nothing to lose. And yeah, we're just going to play loose and have fun and be ourselves. And whatever happens, happens. But yeah, we're certainly, it's not going to be, you know, we're not going out there to, to lose. We're going out there to win and win the Big Ten. You ready for your final dumbass or Drongo here? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. You currently have 33 points. The grand total from 13 episodes would bring you up to 52. So you're right now you are, what are we at? We're just short. We are at 33 out of 48. Four remaining points. Here we go. First story. Clearwater police arrived at the scene of a disturbance where a 45-year-old man was allegedly relieving himself on a dead possum on the side of the road. Police say that the man was observed defecating on the deceased animal while rush hour traffic passed by. The man denied this, but police said that physical evidence was viewed at the scene, which corroborates the allegations. Second story. Man walking down the street. It was a residential street in Bristol. On his head, a wooden shed. Loud dubstep music was playing inside the shed with colored lights, and it even included fire blasting out of the shed's chimney. At the time, the man's identity remained unclear. In this case, which one's the dumbass? Which one's the drongo? I'm trying to think of Clearwater and Bristol. I know there's a Bristol in the UK, but I'm trying to think if there's a Bristol in the US or Australia. Bristol or Clearwater. I feel like I've heard of Clearwater in both countries. Clear, I've heard of Clearwater Bay. Okay. Does that sound familiar? It does. Yeah, so I'm going to go with that being dumbass. Final answer? Yep. That's correct. Let's go. Come on. All right. So Clearwater, what state in the U.S. would that be in for a point? Clearwater. It's got to be somewhere nice, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm either going to Clearwater. I'm either going to go with Florida or California. Okay. Clearwater Bay. No, let's go California. I've definitely heard of Clearwater Bay. Final answer? Yeah. I feel like it's out that way. Incorrect. Where is it? You should have gone with your gut the first place, Florida. Damn it. I also told you in an earlier episode, a lot of dumbasses come from Florida. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I actually didn't pick up on that, but you're right. We've got two points so far. Now, on the Drongo, I mentioned Bristol. Okay. Bristol. Can you give me more of a clue? Oh, I really don't know. I only know Bristol in the UK. Um, it's a suburb of this particular location. We have mentioned it before, and no, it's not Sydney. No, it's not Melbourne. Western Australia. Final answer? Yep. I'm sorry. Queensland? Yep. Damn it. Bristol is a suburb of Brisbane. 
Oh, okay. Fuck, you know what? I reckon that's near where my brother lives. I'm not even joking. In Bristol? Now that you say it. <laughs> now that you say it, yeah, because he lives in Brisbane. And I reckon my dad's mentioned Bristol before. Oh, no. Yeah, I really should have known that. Oh, man. Well, that brings you asshole. to that brings you to 35. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, 35 out of 52. Did you think you were going to finish up the season that way? No, I was hoping for the 80% mark, but what's that? I'm going to say that's about, what, 72, 73%. Uh, 37 would have brought you to 71%, so 35 were just short of that. What did I end up getting? 35 out of 52. Oh, 35 out of 52. Yeah, so what's that? Probably 68-ish percent. Are you comfortable with that? Eh, no. Sorry. We don't have another episode uh, lined up to do anything with it, so... Well, that's right. (laughs) I figure you'll walk away. You know, the other accolades that you're picking up are are doing okay, too. So Yeah, not too bad. I have to ask, because you've alluded to it on the show itself, and Mm -hmm. but I've never called it out. We've talked about to the next level. And for the audience, most of us understand that that means going to be playing, you, you would like to play pro football in the States, correct? Oh, absolutely. You know, that's... That's the end goal. I'm going to do everything I can to get there. And, yeah, just going to keep trying to improve each and every day. You know, it's hard to do. There's only 32 spots on uh, in the NFL or in the world, really. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to be one of those 32, and I'm doing everything I can um, to make that happen because, yeah, it's no word of a lie. Everyone's very well paid in the NFL. But to me, it's just been about the be- being the best punter I can be. And, you know, people kind of ask, or oh, are you going to come back for another year? And it's just like, well, no, because I'm all about trying to be the best punter I can be, and for me to do that um, is making the transition, and I want to do everything I can um, for that to happen. Since your father was here for, for the, a lot of that at the end, I'm sure that there was quite a few conversations over the, the year, this year and last, about moving to that next step. And what was his advice to you about it? Oh, we actually haven't really spoken it, about that in in that regard. His thing has just always been you know, do what you want to do and we'll support you in every way we can. You know, I think some kids, a lot of their parents try to lift through them and make decisions based on what they think is best for themselves as a parent when really you kind of just got to let the kid figure it out themselves and not to say that I'm a kid, but, you know, I'm I'm still the son of my mum and dad and their biggest thing has always just been making sure that we're always doing something, not just sitting around doing nothing, but, but at the same time doing stuff that we enjoy and, yeah, it's obviously hard me being over here, but the longer I'm over here, the greater it is for me as a person, really. You know, I'm I'm, I'm growing a lot and it's going to benefit everyone, really. You know, they get to come over and have a good experience as well, which they have done so, and hopefully that continues. Help me understand the timeline here, because the draft is in the beginning of the year. Late uh, April. Late April, okay. Close. And don't you have class that goes through May? I do, yeah. I'm just doing the one class online. Okay. I was wondering if that meant that you were going to yeah. have to continue your studies up and through while yeah, I will be. preparing. Yeah, because be- that's a, that's important for me too is to, to graduate because that'll be a really big moment for me. You know, no one in my immediate family has ever graduated from college. So, you know, both my parents are very intelligent people and they went off to do great things. So, but yeah, to be the first one, especially in yeah, my immediate family to graduate will be yeah, it'll be pretty special and I'll be rubbing it in, that's for sure. 
you would also probably, I mean, would you walk the stage if, if possible? No, I'm not, I'm not, I don't really like the attention like that, but, Come but possibly, on. you know, people, people have asked me and, um, it would be cool. You know, I think it, it would be a pretty special moment. So I'll kind of cross that bridge when I get to it. I might have to. I was just going to say, I mean, you thought Kinnick was loud. Think of walking the stage at graduation. Your name is All those called. nerds in there won't even know who I am. Oh, come on. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, you walk in the stage. I think I think it would be pretty cool. Yeah. I, I don't know. What do they do? They say it like one by one, or is it just how does it work? Uh, if I remember correctly, they'll call out your name. You're not supposed to cheer, but I feel like if your name comes up, there's going to be a little bit of noise. <laughs> maybe. Maybe a few tears from your mom, I reckon. And feel free not to answer this if you don't want to. If you do submit for the draft, would you have your family there if you're projected high and they've got cameras and all that kind of stuff? Would that be something that? Oh no, they won't. There won't be any of that or anything like that. I won't be. I'm not going to be that um, high up in the sense that I need the whole camera show and things like that. But uh, I think my parents, yeah, they they might come out here, especially with my little brother. So yeah, that'd be cool because I don't. I don't have anyone else out here. Like, I don't have a girlfriend or a wife or anything like that. Um, so, but who's to say that might not happen in a few months, Brian? You, you never know. Well, I mean, if somebody um, ends up on a, you know, one of the 32 spots that, that uh, you know, usually somebody like, hey, how are you? Nice to meet yeah, you. But that, yeah, but that's the problem, Brian. That, that can't be the reason. Oh, I don't man. like those girls. Okay. What if they happen to be from your homeland? Um, oh, well, you know, we'll consider it. Is there any state in Australia that you don't want them to be from? You don't want a girl from Perth? Oh, no, probably Sydney. Stay away from the Sydney snobs. Okay. <laughs> I, I've done enough. I've, I've delved into your life too much. I, I've been pretty good throughout the, the course of our time together that I don't try and get too personal no. with you on it, but uh, here we are. I agree. Fi- final episode. My gosh. Anything else that you want to make sure that the fans know about – your time at Iowa, anything that you want to say to them? Yeah, I've probably said it before. I've really just loved my time here. You know, it's um, it really is coming to an end. Like, I'll be done in a few weeks, which is obviously pretty sad to think about. But you've also got to uh, kind of think about, you know, I've done a lot. I've achieved a lot. I've met some great people, built so many special relationships. I've been fortunate enough to go on the Jock to Jock podcast every Tuesday during the season the last couple of years. Um <laughs> So, but no, in all seriousness, Brian, I've always really appreciated everyone's support since I got here and yeah, no one ever be afraid to come up and, and say hello because I'd much rather them come up and say hello than just stare at me for 20 seconds. The thing that uh, I really appreciate that you've taken the time and, and said yes in the first place last year, because I've told you this, I've said it on the show that when the opportunity came and they said, what about talking with Tori Taylor, the punter? I said, Yes because there's a great story to talk about. And I didn't realize we were going to do it for two years. And I really appreciate that you came back, even as we said in the beginning of the season, when I said, yeah, it sounds like we're working together again. You're like, oh, that's news yeah. to me. Yeah. No, uh, and I was about to say as well, I really appreciate you having me on, Brian. I think what I've enjoyed the most about it is just, it's kind of been kept casual. And um, I feel like people have learned a lot about me. And um, as a person, and um, away from the football uh, building and away from the football field. So um, I really appreciated the hard work that you've put into this and um, the rest of your team and things like that. So 
I think what I've really appreciated the most is just you being able to accommodate to different time changes and, you know, because sometimes the spanners get thrown in the works and you have to change things. But And it's been fun, you know. I know you always say, oh, thanks for joining me, blah, blah, blah. I really appreciate it, blah, blah, blah. But I enjoy it just as much, you know. And I don't really like doing many podcasts, um, but this one I've always really enjoyed because it's a lot more casual and down to earth and I feel like I can really be myself, which is um, what I really enjoy. So to you, thank you. Tori, thank you so for saying that. Who should we put on the chopping block for next year? Oh, leave that with me. Because I've got it. I've got it. I've got a couple of ideas, uh, but I've got to make sure that they're coming back first. You ah, know what I mean? Yep. No, I understand. There was one individual that you had said to me quietly that I was like, oh, that'd be a fun conversation. Yeah, it would. It would for sure. But yeah, I've got to make sure that they're returning and be putting on the Iowa jersey because it'd be awkward if I mentioned their name and then the millions of listeners next year are waiting and someone else pops up. They'll be highly disappointed. I can tell you this, the audience will be looking forward to seeing what you do next. And if things do go the way of professional football, you know that we'll be rooting you on. And it'll be kind of nice to have uh, us watching you from a different perspective and watching you on a different day. Absolutely. No, I really appreciate that, Brian. Thank you. I'll say it one last time. Tori, thanks for the time. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it as always. Three, two, one, and we're on. Today we're talking about I'm on. Yeah, you're on. I know I'm on. I need to talk about I'm on. Yeah, you're on. Why talk about it? No, that's in the script. I'm on. Well, we know you're on. No, Iowa's most reliable internet. I'm on. Yes, you are on. Stay always on. You're on! Stay always on with Iowa's most reliable internet and get same day or next day installation guaranteed. I'm on.net. Oh, I'm on.net. Why didn't you say so?